Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. This episode provides a call to action for ethical behavior and decision-making by business leaders, not only now during COVID-19, but always regardless of the situation. Our featured speaker is Adam Wickersham, Director of the Executive MBA Program at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Sheldon B. Lubar School of Business. Okay, so the Wisconsin Supreme Court threw out the extension of the governor's safer-at-home plan. Now what? Will businesses just open? Will employees return to their jobs tomorrow? Businesses are scrambling to find solutions, and it isn't just about the money or reopening or the coronavirus. While some people are saying that we're in a generational tipping point because we all realize that we don't need to be in the office every day. Even Twitter just announced a permanent work-at-home office arrangement. But what is that going to do for their corporate culture? And how does that relate to tanning spas, manicurists, hairstylists, restaurant owners, and other hands-on companies in the service industry? Not to mention all of the social media commentary from people that barely passed high school but are now experts on virological spread mitigation. Some employees may be afraid to return to work right now, and that should be okay. Even when restaurants reopen, some people may be afraid to go, and that should be okay. Some stores may ask you to wear a mask upon entering, and that should be okay. Some businesses may open with limited hours, limited seating, or limited employees, limited menus, and that should be okay. Flexibility needs to remain at the forefront of business leaders' minds. It's so confusing right now. We've heard that we need to remain in quarantine because masks are not effective enough to flatten the curve. But if you do go out, the same people say you have to wear a mask to lessen the spread. Information is coming at us from so many different directions about what to do. The Wisconsin Restaurant Association is offering guidelines. The federal and state governments are offering their guidelines. Municipalities and counties are offering different guidelines. WEDIC and MMAC and many trade organizations are also offering their guidelines. With so many questions and so few clear answers, the only possible way for business leaders to make the right decision is to look at this from an ethical standpoint. And businesses are not usually seen in the newspaper for their high ethical standards. But if we focus on ethics, maybe it can become the new normal. I'm not saying this to be flippant. Look, from the arrest of FIFA executives for $230 million worth of bribe-taking to the Boeing 737 MAX debacle, which lost the company $40 billion in market valuation, the business scandals that hit the headlines may be due not so much to a generation of irredeemably unethical business leaders as they are to the overwhelming economic temptations that lead otherwise principled people into making unethical decisions. Facing an unprecedented economic crisis today, a potential global depression of pandemic proportions, it's timely to consider the importance of ethical business leadership. Over the past 30 years, my various leadership roles have allowed me to observe the behavior of current and emerging leaders as they undertake complex challenges. My conclusion is that quality decision-making depends largely on the degree to which an individual leader has developed a sense of ethics and integrity. There is too often a tension between behaving ethically, doing what's right and fair for all stakeholders, versus doing what the situation in the organization demands in order to maximize results or respond swiftly to competitive activity. A prime example is the behavior of finance companies in the 2008-2009 financial crisis. This crisis was created by something utterly predictable. 
the inability of subprime mortgage holders, ninja mortgages, no income, no jobs, no assets, to maintain payments. The crisis became inevitable because due to the vast amount of corporate and personal profits to be made from these derivatives, the financiers were simply unable to resist the temptation and call a halt to the unethical trading before it was too late. With their profits in jeopardy, the financiers failed to be restrained by any overriding sense of ethics, integrity, or greater social purpose. I've observed over the years that many leaders find it hard to decide between what the ideology of their organization tells them to do, behave ethically, observe given values, uh, do uh, which is right and fair for all stakeholders, and do what they feel the situation and indeed their organization actually demands of them, be expedient, deliver results, complete tasks, meet expectations. When they do the expedient thing, and the decision proves popular and therefore right by acclamation, then in future decision-making, that expedient course of action becomes easier and easier to adopt to the point, eventually, where the leader loses contact altogether with the organization's originally professed values and ideologies. Look at Boeing. Their decision to develop a 737 MAX rather than build a new model in their battle for market share with the Airbus 320 was driven by expediency. Customers like American Airlines wouldn't wait for a new model to be developed and would switch over to Airbus, rather than their values around fundamental safety and airworthiness. Mix in a compliant FAA and the temptation to make expedient unethical decisions became unbearable. The cost is a fleet of airplanes lying idle and a grounded reputation. Look at VW. Leaders took illegal expedient shortcuts to pass emissions tests on their diesel engines and misled the entire industry and consumers about the true level of emissions. Clean diesel was a global claim anchored in a hoax. The exhaust control equipment in the VW diesels was programmed with a defeat device to shut off as soon as the car rolled off the regulator's testbed, at which point the tailpipe spewed illegal levels of nitrogen oxides into the atmosphere, causing smog, respiratory disease, and premature death. To date, the company has been fined almost $50 billion worldwide. So how do you create the conditions for ethical decision-making? In his work on emotional intelligence, Daniel Goleman defines integrity as having three critical aspects. One, discerning right from wrong. Two, acting on what we have discerned. And three, making it clear that your actions and decisions are based on an understanding of what has integrity. An ethical organizational culture is one where employees at all levels understand that integrity is at the core of all of its activities. It's clear that employees at Boeing, FIFA, and VW saw and grieved the lack of integrity, but would not speak up. So to facilitate the right culture, it's important to prioritize employee engagement. An organizational culture where fully engaged team members support each other both personally and professionally, feel empowered and valued by their leaders, and where team members set high standards of ethics and purpose is a culture that will support integrity and ethical decision-making, even in a crisis. Companies which generated and supported such a culture prior to the pandemic will be reaping the rewards of their efforts now and in the unknowable future for which we're preparing. Companies which lack this culture may find themselves hamstrung by decisions made within the organization which lack integrity and are self-interested. The importance of employee engagement starts at the team level. 
Recent research by Holt Ashridge into the barriers to employee engagement at the team level is relevant here. The study identified four nuanced zones of engagement into which teams could fall. They named these zones complacency, disengagement, pseudo-engagement, and real engagement. Leaders should be aware of these distinctions in trying to influence team engagement in their organizations. Do a quick Google search for Shades of Gray research report. And as you read through the site, look over your teams to see where they fall into the four categories and how you as a leader should be handling them differently in order to maintain cohesion and integrity. Through my years of working with teams and their leaders, I am convinced that building a fully engaged and trusting team is the real key to developing an ethical culture, one with integrity that supports ethical leadership and ethical decision making, even in the highly pressurized environments of a crisis, and maybe even one which we can one day look back on and say ethics became the new normal. Thank you for listening to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. Good luck as you move forward on your leadership journey and check back regularly for additional episodes.